Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Check it out, Alright y'all, welcome back to the Earn's World Podcast. It's your boy DJ Earn One. And it's your boy Diffu. And this is episode 45. The Big Four Five. Yeah. Which means we are five episodes away from the Big 50. 50. And we hit our milestone, people. Yeah, we hit 100 subscribers. And I think we're currently at 109. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, shit, I can't even complain, you know what I mean? But we gonna need more of y'all to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like I always say, we want to grow. Exactly. We can't grow without y'all. Exactly. And you can also follow us on the gram. You're gonna see the handles fly up somewhere on the screen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, fuck with us. Yeah. So, how you been, man? Um, you know, the usual, you know what I'm saying? Grinding as usual. Staying creative. No, I feel it. Staying focused. Nothing crazy going on, you know. Back, uh, I'm glad to be back, though, physically here. Because I think... Uh, yeah, last episode, you were not here. Yeah, it wasn't here, so, you, you were know. You North Carolina. I'm actually back, you know what I mean? That was a cool little experiment. Yeah. Interesting vibes. We had a few little technical difficulties, but we figured it out. Yeah, for the most part. So, we know now. We can do this. We can do this anywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, there are better ways out there for us to do it. Like, if we want to loop somebody in, like, I think there's this service called EV Mux or something like that that allows you to, like, essentially kind of do something similar. Okay. But differently. Got you. Got more you. efficiently, rather. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. What about you? Not much really has changed with me since last time y'all saw me. Boring shit. Basically, uh, I'm getting ready to DJ a rave this weekend. That's about it. Oh yeah, we yeah 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 we yeah we got to get you right. Yeah, yeah yeah. We... So I got that coming up. That's that's about it. Oh uh, yeah, most definitely. That's most what's definitely. new with me. So Saturday, I'll be at a rave. I'll be there. Yeah. But um, shoot, let's go ahead and I guess jump into it, man. Yeah, man. Going to get in get into uh topics first. Last episode, no, not last episode. Episode, I don't know which episode it was. It had to be. It was you were still here at the time, so it had to be thirty three. Episode thirty three. I want to say. I don't know. I don't have a backwards t shirt on. We're in the forties. Oh, I'm sorry. Forty three. <laughs> Might be episode forty three. <laughs> me up for a second. <laughs> I think it was episode forty three because I had a backwards t shirt on. But we were talking about the Vince Staples show and how it just came out on Netflix. Oh yeah. And I actually got the chance to watch it over the week, not over the weekend. Where are you? over the weekend? It came out on the wait. When was the when was the fifteenth? You know, I'm a, Monday I'm a or Sunday. I don't go that far back. No, if today's the it was last week. Got the chance to watch it last week at uh, one of the homies' cribs, and I don't know. I give it a seven point five to eight out of ten. I don't have nothing to say because I haven't seen it, but I mean, and also. I might be kind of biased because I like everything that Vince Staples does. I mean, he genuinely is a very entertaining person, and he's also really intellectual. I mean, he's he's fun to just listen to, um, even on a serious note. Because even when he's serious, he's funny, but he still be saying stuff that's like he be knowing the shit. So I don't know. I, I like Vince Staples, man. I was saying though, just from uh, just this type of vibe that he is, and based off what I saw off the the like just the trailer. I felt like 
we talked about this. It was like uh, the Atlanta version. Um, like the L.A. Atlanta version? Yeah. The L.A. version of Atlanta? The Atlanta version of Long Beach or his interpretation. No, I feel you. So, yeah, the Long Beach version of Atlanta. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it, but I mean, I, kinda, I definitely got the, caught those vibes from... Um, from the from the show throughout the series, really starting as soon as the episode started, I was just like, oh yeah, this kind of, and it's so funny because I was watching that show with Ali and Justin, and Ali said something similar. He was like, yeah, I feel like this is kind of giving me like Atlanta vibes, but like in L.A. And I was like, yeah, I'm curious. This like this is like as soon as the show started, I was like, I was, I'm honestly just curious to see what type of energy it's gonna have. But honestly, the best way to kind of describe it without spoiling it is it kind of documents the experience of who. Because he's definitely not a, not a. What, what, what list celebrity would you say Vince Staples is? Oh no! Like he's known to us because we listen to rap music. He's not known, but he's known. But he's not exactly. So he's like a. He, he, I don't want to be disrespectful when I say this. I, mean, I feel like he's kind of like a D-list celebrity. Nah, you can't say that. That sounds. But nobody know. But like nobody knows him unless they know him. I know, no. but that whole that deal is that just it doesn't sound good. That's that that's why I was like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but he's not like a he's not a household. But I, I totally understand what you're saying because yeah, it's like, like he's only known in certain pockets, and if you know, you know. Because no. even in hip hop, some people don't, don't know, know the So yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I don't even know what type of like tier to even put him on, but like he's definitely kind of niche, and and it seems like the people that be fucking with him be like. The real ones, and I, that's the best way to put it. I know it sounds kind of like, kind of arrogant in a way, but 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 no, the people I mean, that fuck with Vince Staples be like everybody that fucks with Vince Staples. It's they're on like a certain type of level. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, I feel, I feel like he did a good job of like documenting and telling the story of or telling a story about somebody who's like famous enough to be known by people that are tapping into the spaces he's in. Because he see, because the thing with Vince is, but also not famous enough to be known by the everyday average Joe to the point where like they're just gonna treat him like any other person true the thing is with him is like his music is uh he legit makes really good music and it's weird because he's not known even though he makes really good music so with that being said good music always finds people that listen to good music yeah no facts facts, facts. so so with that being said he connects with people who love good work good art he makes good art yeah, I mean, I felt like it was a good That's artistic really representation is. of him as well, like, and just the kind of encapsulation of the uh, encapsulation of representation of how he moves, how he, how he moves as an individual, but also just like his world. Not even that, but just like the experience of a black person in <laughs> modern day America that grew up in either the suburbs with close adjacent, with close proximity to the hood, or the hood with close proximity to the suburbs, where it's like. You know people from all walks of life. Like, for example, I'm not gonna spoil it, but like the scene with the scene in the bank. If you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you happen to catch my drift, like to the point where it's like you could bump into somebody from, like for example, me and you knowing somebody from like the hood, even though we're not technically from the hood, right? And then somebody vice versa, somebody from the hood recognizing us because they went to school with us, right? Like a situation like that came up and it was like, oh damn, this shit funny as hell. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, so it's like it's like uh, yes, yeah, so an, an exaggerated real life. Ex- yeah, like, kind of sort of, but not situation. really exaggerated at the same time. Like pretty realistic, because like damn, they're like regular shit. Yeah, I got you. I kind of already feel the vibes. Yeah, but the only the only reason I wouldn't give it higher than an eight is because it only had five episodes and it was only like 
25 minutes an episode at most so in my opinion it wasn't long enough for me i feel like this is just to get just him getting his feet wet no, we're facts, gonna see facts, so facts. much more of him and i'm I, I can't wait i would like to see him in a movie so for like, real. and i was talking to my older brother about this i was like i felt like they should have given him if they were going to keep the episodes as short as they were they should have given him 10 episodes yeah that sounds better yeah you know for that, for it being 20 minutes long they yeah. should have did that that's my opinion though. i gave it a 7.5 out of 8 you know what they really should have did leaning closer towards 8 they should have did it to where they show it in parts but then towards the end put it in one whole big piece where you could watch the whole thing like that would have been nice and it's crazy you said that because i was like yeah like they could have honestly just made this like a movie yeah like that's my point of view yeah i feel you i did like it though i'm not gonna sit here and say i didn't like it because i did Gotcha. it gets a pass from me okay are they all connected you said are they all connected yeah what do you mean the episodes to a degree kind of sort of almost like a over a week period weeks period of time okay yeah i got you and i'm assuming little things leak in from the week before Kind of, sort of, certain reference. No, like certain references from like the previous episode might be mentioned in the next episode. So it's like something you, I would say you need, you should watch in order. Mm, okay. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Cool. And then also, like, I mean, I just feel like you're also not gonna know who certain characters are unless you watch it in order. Okay. Like certain characters that are consistent throughout the story. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. I I don't have much to say, you guys, because I didn't watch it yet. But go and watch it if you haven't watched it yet, and I'll definitely be checking it out. Solid show. Shout out to Vince Staples. I recommend it. And his team, and his people, his manager, all his people. That's he, his team is really getting him right. That's all I gotta say. Shout out to facts, 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 facts. This is uh something that you wanted to talk about. It was kind of it's kind of tied to the sneaker. Actually, I'm kind of tied to the sneakers world. It is tied to the sneakers world, but it's also tied to culture, culture, pop culture, pop culture, nostalgia for our generation, maybe the generation before us, but um. Adidas, Bait, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are doing a collaboration. And for those that don't know, we often review uh, a lot of different things. Um, a lot of times it's sneakers. And we've definitely reviewed Adidas quite a few times. Lately, they've been kind of on a roll. I mean, I feel like Adidas in general does a pretty good job of uh, pulling from pop culture, pulling from, I guess, certain staples within pop culture to do collaborations with. They've done The Simpsons. They've done South Park. They did corn recently. Yep, I was just going to say corn. Star Wars. They did Yu-Gi-Oh. They did Yu-Gi-Oh collab? Yep. Dang, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. So I mean, when you catch it, our drift, they're pretty good at paying attention to, I guess, what will move the needle from a collaboration standpoint. Yeah, they, they've been going crazy. And I feel like they don't just pick a niche brand just to be niche. Nah, but it's crazy because it's like, it's always kind of like walking on eggshells even when you're doing it right because you can, it only takes that one to be like, all right. It, right. It might make you feel like, I don't know, I, you know. Then if you get to the next few like that, then it's like, all right, I'm done. But, so it's like. But this next collaboration, I don't know, I just feel like they got like 100% right. <laughs> and you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, I looked at these, as soon it. as I saw them, I was like, okay, you can't be mad at them. They execute. Just from just looking at the color wave, and not really knowing what it is and being like, oh, this is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle collab. And you see the colorway before you get into the details. Like, all right, that's fire. Right. So uh, we're going to run this video from Caleb Swag. So shout out to Caleb Swag for the video. We appreciate you. 
I don't remember the last time I bought a pair of Adidas, but you know, one good collaboration could easily change that. To celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise, TMNT, Bait, and Adidas have teamed up for a brand new sneaker. And personally, I think they went a little above and beyond with some of these details. Adidas has been known for their signature shell toe look since the early 70s. And just the fact that they are dubbing these yeah, sneakers the shell toe and right giving them a shell toe shoe cap is enough for me to want them. And just a fun fact in case you didn't know, all of the turtles had red bandanas up until 1987. The shoes come in a and fairly obvious green and red colorway. The insole look cool there's even a city sewer cover underneath the insole but my favorite part without a doubt is a call to the action figure blister style packaging i missed this once before yeah. with adidas and i won't make that mistake again yeah, that's that's where they got me because i'm a cool collector detail. of toys so i'm just that's yet, but it does i know you were gonna rock with that detail that shit got me and they should retail for about 130 dollars as far as these being exclusive to a store or an app we're just not sure on that either all i know is i will for sure be trying to get these but stay tuned as i'll give you guys more info as it comes out yeah those are fire yeah that colorway is dope. Those are dope. Like the materials on the green, the yeah. green leather is like a tumbled. It's like it's almost like a tumbled suede. Like from from what I'm gathering from these pictures here. But then the fact that they made the shell toe, yeah, the actual man. shell, like from a turtle, I was like, oh, that's that's fire. They got a gum bottom. They executed the red um the red stripes. And you can get that off. Yeah. With a lot of different things, man. Yeah. That colorway is smooth, yeah, man. The colorway is very smooth. I can see a lot of people getting some fits off with those. So far, out of the ones, all the ones we've reviewed so far, what are your favorites? I'm going to go ahead and definitely say these. Out of all the ones I've seen so far like with those the clip. Are, Yeah, I feel, I'm going to have to say these because, like, one, they're dope, and I just fuck with Ninja Turtles. And two, I just feel like out of all the collabs we've reviewed so far, I feel like those are the most wearable. Did you uh, ever watch the most recent... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, the computer animated I one. Actually, just watched this. Crazy, you asked me about that. Um, dang, it was it was straight. Actually, I actually kind of rocked with the art style too. A lot of people I heard were hating on the art style, but I was rocking with it. I mean, they said a lot of people were, were kind of <laughs> mad about the fact that like the faces, certain things within the in the in the movie, and certain details seem to be kind of contorted or twisted a little bit. And I was like, I mean, I feel like it adds more character to the setting and the scenarios that they're trying to build, and it kind of makes it a little bit more gritty and grainy. Mm. Yeah, because uh, a little bit more dark had, as like, well. Which one did you watch? They had two of them, I think. I watched the kind of like 2D, 3D version. What? If that makes sense. The one with Superfly in it. Huh? Ice Cube is in it. Ice Cube, Post Malone. Is it a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? Yeah. What? Yeah. Hold on, I'm lost. Let me see what year it's from. I'm confused. So is it the one in the beginning where they're jumping off the building? Mm. I think that's the first one. See, I've only seen clips. And I remember in the beginning of the movie, they're like, it starts in the beginning where they're like jumping off. They're like on a building or something like that. Hmm. 2023. It's coming out last year. Oh, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, see, they made another one. That I'm talking about the real one. It's like a real one with CGI, but it's like in a real world. Oh, I think, I, oh, wait, with like real people? Yes, but they're the CGI. I think I did see that one. That's the one I'm talking about. I think I saw that did one. Did you like that one? That's the one I would have watched because that's the one that's more of like I don't really like the cartoon shit. That one's kind of more like the one that we grew up with. Exactly. Um, actually, I saw the one before that one too. That was like C that was like CGI. If you know what I'm talking about, it came out in like 2014, 15. I think maybe. that's what I'm saying. They did two of them. That was the they had a sequel. The sequel one was the most. Yeah, I've seen all of them. Okay. I I, I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I feel you. That was my shit. I don't know. Up. Them old ones still hold weight, man. I remember we were over in um. In France, when we were kids, and our neighbor, because our neighbors, you said you was where in France, our neighbors moved you was back. In France, yeah, our neighbors moved back to France. So our neighbors were French. They moved back to France after nine eleven happened because they just didn't. Feel and you went to France. We went to go France. We went to France to go visit them. 
They were okay. next door neighbors. Because I was like, hold on, where, where'd you go to France? So this was like maybe like, all right, that threw me off for a second. I was like, where was you? Where was you at when? Where was <laughs> this was like two thousand and. Oh, it was before I met you. Yeah, I was. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Okay. But um, they had all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies up the, over at their crib. They had all all the video games and stuff, and it was just funny because like all them joints were in French. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I had yeah. no idea what they were saying. But me and the youngest one, me and the youngest uh, daughter. We're just watching watching all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, and I was just having to translate everything for me. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Shout out to the Polaris. Yeah, it's funny because you don't think about all the movies they got to translate in different languages, and when they release it. Yeah, you know it's funny because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm like, this is in French. <laughs> like I pulled I pulled the movie out thinking it was gonna be in English, just not you know, right? My little kid ass at the time, and I put it popped it in. And I was like, wait a minute. So this is French. That's funny. It'd be so funny. They were calling it. It's like Shredder wasn't Shredder. It was Shredder. Shredder. <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> shit had me dying. That little flair to the shit. Shredder. <laughs> right. Uh, that's funny. Shredder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got the collaboration coming out with Adidas and Bait. They said it drops on the 15th of it's March. It's crazy because. one thirty. You can cop. He said bape, right? No, bait. I thought he said bape. Because I was about to say, I don't see no bape. I don't see no bape shit in this shit. That threw me off for a second. I was like, where the fuck is bape at? And he said bape. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that. It's the store bait. You know the store, like the streetwear shop that also carries all the the figurines and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. Okay. That makes sense. Because I was like, where the fuck is bape at? Oh, yeah. Next, this is also something. I was kind of relevant to the sporting news, sporting world. Also, um... Pretty relevant to the NBA because uh, it is the some revolutionary shit, huh? Yeah, revolutionary and innovative shit. But uh, the Wilson airless basketball. But yeah, so Wilson got a ball coming out that's like airless, and it doesn't. It's, it looks crazy. You'll see it in, in a couple seconds. Man, I heard this shit is like two thousand dollars, and that's not true, is it? The ball? There's no way that's true, is it? Can we Google that? Yeah, we can actually. Because people be saying crazy shit, and I just that's not real. But it's a prototype right now. I don't even know what to explain this for. Like, you can, I can see you through this, by the way. Listen to this. I'm not buying into what they're saying. I just read it, and people are saying, "I'm like, there's no way that's true." Jose Calderon, one of the greatest free throw shoes ever. It's coming here. We're going to do a shootout against him with this ball. We're going to see what the ball's like. It's, it feels amazing on first touch. I'm going to go against him. If regular hoopers Ooh. can be Jose Calderon in a free throw competition, let's see what happens. It is. Watch this one. Yeah, this, is, this is a grip. Hold on. We're going to get into that. Good start. We're going to get into that. So, let the so I'm not, they're not tripping. I'm going up against Jose Calderon. Jose played 14 years in the NBA. I'm in. He held the free throw percentage at 98%. $2,500. It's already on. It's available right now. The Airless Gen 1 basketball comes in a size 7 with a personalized tag and is available in three limited edition colors. Brown, natural, and jet black. The price for this unique basketball is steep at $2,500. A stark comparison to Wilson's official NBA game ball that sells for two hundred dollars on the official site. Yeah, so I I don't I, I 
I don't even know where to start. I'm gonna let you get. I'm gonna let you go first. The board itself was our first time trying out something like this. It feels just like a normal board, like it's crazy to talk about. But the second shoot, I was a lot. Cause I'm, mean, cause the shit sounds cool, and I'm kind of like, I really wanna, I wanna see what this the vibe is like. I mean, they're telling you what the vibe is like. One of the best free throw shooters of all time. He got on the street. He ended up being me. So excellent. It was up to Den, my boy Den. So Den is doing his thing. Listen, he's one shot away. Look, pause the video. He's one shot away from beating. I mean, I look at it this way. If they just said it feels good, it plays good, and it feels like a normal basketball, I mean, why well, does that make that the price of a car? I mean, you. Think about it this way, in terms of like, uh, I guess, sustainability. Oh, you will never need another basketball again. Potentially. Ah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. But that sounds like they're trying to kill the market with basketball then at that uh, point. Not necessarily. I mean, if they're working with the NBA, the NBA is going to buy a shit ton of those balls. So NBA, other leagues and stuff like that. Like, but That's crazy, crazy right? 2500 Yo, what's it? Come on, dog. $2,500 for a fucking basketball. My thing is, though, it's like, it's hard to talk about this shit. So, it's innovative and it's fire. Like, I can't even be mad. And when you look at it from the standpoint of what you just said, the fact that it's airless. So, that means you don't got to pump nothing no more. That means that, like, you got a basketball forever. Basically. Is it biodegradable? How does this work? What is it made of? I don't know. The only way I can see this not working in somebody's favor would be like if maybe like some rocks or stuff start to get trapped in it if you're like playing Ooh. outside or like maybe if like Ooh, that is a point ah what about know. how cold it gets yeah like the also like i'm curious to know how like it works from an aerodynamic standpoint because like if i throw a basketball depending on how you throw it it might curve a little bit like, is this going to have the same, aerody- the, same the same aerodynamics as the basketball? It's the same weight, but I don't know about aerodynamics. That's my question because it's got holes in it. Right. It's weird. I got a lot of questions, man. Me too. And for 2500 I can't afford to even, <laughs> to even figure it out. I, I don't want to afford to figure it out with that for that price. Like, that's crazy. That's wild, yo. I would love to know the science behind that. Well, I don't know why they didn't do promo promo marketing videos on this. Oh, no, they've been talking about it for go a while. Over, go over, go over, go over. What, this one? Go over. Yeah, that I want to know right. the science behind this. All right, well, yeah, like that makes way more sense. Cause, but I'm saying, though, like, I wanted to hear from like you know people that are actually gonna be using the ball, not from the well, company I'm trying, I'm trying to I sell the you. ball. I kind of want to hear their vo- their their opinion too. But I just want to kind of nerd out and also hear the science or if they're gonna explain possibly. Cause that would be kind of when I started at Wilson, dope. my boss Kevin Krishak charged me with the task of reinventing the basketball. A project like this begins again because we go back to we're always trying to look at what's you know new cutting edge technologies. The technology that really struck me was additive manufacturing because it just enables so much change about the ball that can completely alter the athlete's experience, the way it's made, everything that we care about. The engineers started working together with industrial design. So bringing those two together, we were able to come up with several designs that we then later iterated on that resembled a basketball, felt like a basketball, but also performed like a basketball. Yeah, they've been talking about basketball for a while. Part of I didn't know nothing about this. How long you know about this? It's the player, Some right? Because if years? the player doesn't wow. love it, then it's not going to be a product or a prototype. We met with General Wait a minute, Mattis. this is the prototype, but it's still selling it? With them, 
and no, it was translated to yet, a digital file that can be read very easily by the printer. Mm, I don't know. We sent that file to EOS. Well, I mean, I did say it was 2,500, so working with a brand right like now. Wilson is a little bit different for EOS because we are traditionally working with aerospace companies, automotive companies, medical device companies. Additive manufacturing was the right choice for the airless prototype because first off, it's literally the only technology on earth that could bring this concept to life. So what happens is there's a powder bed that's swept across and then a laser almost etch-a-sketches a pattern in two dimensions. And as this process iterates over and over, you end up with a three-dimensional ball. Removing that powder from the ball without damaging the ball is kind of a, like a an archaeological dig. And at that point, the powder is right. sealed using a smoothing technique, and then dye is penetrated and reacted with the polymeric surface. After that process was complete, we would send the ball to our NBA test facility in Ada, Ohio, where they like would ball came put out the ball too. through rigorous <laughs> testing. They dipped the nigga. Ah! This is only a dot on the development path, uh, but we're really excited about the first step that we have here. I mean, that's our goal, that's our job, is to is to push boundaries, change perceptions of the brand. Like, is it made, so it's made out of phone. This is what we call the one. You know, basically, this is like, let's make one and let people enjoy it and is understand it? where we need to move forward in the future. To see this narrow into one single product and all the decisions be made is just, such an incredible process, such a life-changing like process video for me. <laughs> they really broke it down and explained like what, what I kind of wanted to know. Like that was interesting. Twenty five hundred though. Whoo, that's a Honda for real. And that what old boy said. Oh, you talking about uh? God dang, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Well, uh, yeah, Corday. YMB Corday. Yeah, yeah, that's a Honda for real. Man, that's a used Honda. Nah, no cap. That's a used Honda right there. Like the twenty five hundred, a Honda. Or airless basketball. Ball is life or point A to point B. <laughs> which, one, which one you want? <laughs> Come on, man. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> Ball is life. I can't life. even imagine like explaining to like anybody that I paid $2,500 for it. Basketball. Yo, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> like, you, there's no justification, really. You can't justify it. Nah. You can't. And my thing is, who who are they marketing towards? Because normal people can't buy that, man. That's kind of my gripe. Yeah, like I said, it's like a basketball that you never have to buy again. So it's like, I guess, the person man. that like really, really plays at the highest level. Like, you're an NBA player, you can afford that. What you, what, you know what you're know going to hear? What? You better go grab that damn pump <laughs> and go pump that shit up. I mean, honestly, the fact that a regular basketball is $200 anyway is kind of... Yeah, but the reality of it is nobody ever cared about a real basketball. We play... We, you, as long as you got a ball that bounces. No, nah, bro. People are always tripping about the basketball. Don't take that indoor basketball outside. Don't play with that indoor basketball outside, man. Okay, I don't... Maybe that's... I'm not too in-depth with the... No, nah, yeah, because you're like... Bro, what? Basketball would be cooked. <laughs> like you well, seen, you seen the fu you seen the fu you seen like those fuzzy basketballs people have? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that joint looks like that like quicker than those balls look like that because uh, it's like actual like leather. Out indoor outdoor basketballs are made out of this like weird like composite like material. That kind of makes sense actually. Yeah. Okay, but two hundred for a ball is crazy. crazy, and then you still gotta have a pump, and then you still gotta pump it. Well, unless you got a automatic, but hey. Mm. That's crazy, man. Continue. <laughs>
Whoa. Yeah, moving along. Dang, I'm really tripping off that. You gotta though. really ball is really life if you spend twenty five hundred. Uh that's just crazy, right? That's just ugly. Twenty five hundred for a basketball. Yeah, man. Your your priorities need to be That's more than that's more than people's rent. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> insane, dog. That's insane. Like I said, ball is life. <laughs> yeah, all right. So it is still Black History Month. Let's go. We got another Black History Month fact for y'all. What we got? And just to reiterate again, here we go. We make history every day. Every day. Don't forget it. Facts. Well, yeah, this uh, next one comes from, I guess, kind of the Midwest. I can't remember exactly where in the Midwest, but it's a black inventor, black engineer, rather, a guy named Frederick McKinley Jones. And uh, for anybody out there who likes their food frozen, not fresh, but also fresh, not frozen. Hmm? You can thank the yeah nah you heard me right <laughs> you can thank this man because he invented the first ever refrigerated truck so he revel- he created and, and then and then created a company that created <laughs> that same exact technology for planes trains ships hey look man shipping containers yeah and I'm not surprised a black man this regular shit <laughs> you know how we do this regular shit man. <laughs> But yeah, this is uh, Frederick McKinley Jones. We're going to run this little story on him real quick. This little quick three-minute story. Kind of breaking down who he is and what he's about. Frederick McKinley Jones was an African-American born in Cincinnati, Ohio on May 17, 1893. Jones became an orphan at a young age and had to fend for himself. At 12 years old, with minimal education, Jones worked in a garage as a janitor. He developed interest in mechanics. Jones self-taught himself mechanics and engineering while working with machines. Jones later moved to Minnesota, where he began working as a mechanic, so talented yeah, he taught himself engineering. this enabled him to secure an engineering Crazy. license right. in Minnesota. During World War I, Jones served in the United States Army, rising to the rank of a sergeant. He was often called upon to make repairs to machines and equipment. <laughs> After Jones returned from the Army, he began working sense. with electronics, eventually building a transmission station. <laughs> Jones continued to expand on his interests with machines. On July 12, 1940, Frederick McKinley Jones received a patent for an air cooling unit for trucks carrying perishable foods. Jones' design was later adapted for ships, planes, railway cars. Jones formed a partnership with Numero and founded Thermo King Corporations. Mm. The company was hey, I don't seen Thermo King. If you, if you, if you, how many times have you seen Thermo King? Jones and I didn't even notice. Revolutionized the global marketplace. Consumers Bro got that bread. Could now have access to fresh he got that bread keeping your bread fresh. Come on now. Diary, safely <laughs> Come on now. Jones portable air cooling Come device on. featured yeah. a gasoline motor belt to handle That's the crazy though, right? Thermo King. Early refinements focused on making the units lighter and smaller still in use on trucks today. During World War II, Frederick McKinley Jones created air conditioning unit for military hospitals. This was critical in storing blood, blood serum, needed for blood transfusion. This helped in saving countless lives. Frederick McKinley received more than 60 patents. More than 40 of those patents were in the field of refrigeration. Others included portable x-ray machine, an automatic ticket dispensing machine for movie theaters and sound equipment. Oh, this man! In 1944, <laughs> Jones was the first in America elected to the American Society of Refrigeration Engineers. Man, the disrespect. In 1950, 
on our people got to stop. Especially when y'all using our shit. Jones died of lung cancer in 1961. <laughs> like, come on, man. His legacy lives on as one of the greatest. He did all this before 1961. Jones was often referred to as the King of Cool. In 1977, cool. Frederick McKinley Jones was posthumously inducted into the Minnesota Inventors Hall of Fame. In 1991, Frederick McKinley Jones was posthumously awarded the National Medal of Technology by President George H.W. Bush. Jones was the first African American to receive the award. Frederick McKinley Jones's valuable contribution to the truck and food industry has transformed the shipping and grocery chains and made our lives safer and easier. Yo! Look, man. So your food that y'all be wanting fresh to get to these stores? Yeah. He really him. <laughs> y'all gotta stop with the disrespect. Y'all gotta put respect on our people's name, man. I'm just saying, yo. And, and it ain't even trying to be on no bragging shit. We really can go on. I ain't even trying to get into this. It's a whole other conversation. But, like, y'all got to chill, man. I ain't even going. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Shouts out to Fred, man. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about this, your PBS shit. <laughs> yeah, man, because, you know. You're a PBS kid. Not really. But I was going to say, you a Disney kid, and you grew up on that Disney shit. I grew up on Disney. I grew up on Nickelodeon. I grew up on VH1. You grew up on PBS MTV, too. So stop playing. BET After Dark. You grew up on PBS too. What was it? BET. I mean BET Uncut. But look, yeah, I wanted to go back in memory lane, people, because there was low key a lot of shows that a lot of people really grew up on on PBS. I didn't really like a lot of these shows, but that don't mean that I still don't remember it. Like Arthur was a big deal to a lot of people. That shit was trash to me, personally. But you can't forget Sabumafu. You can't forget Zoom. You can't forget the Magic School Bus. I said, no point over here looking at me, looking at me like it's, it's time, man. You can't forget the Magic School Bus. <laughs> and you can't forget Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That was PBS? He taught you. What did he teach you? That was PBS? And that's why I told you, you was a PBS kid. Right. Put some respect on PBS. Was, uh... Would you wish would you would you fuck with Wishbone? I do remember Wishbone. Put some respect on PBS. Was uh Bar Barney wasn't on PBS, was it? Damn. I think Barney was on PBS. Put some respect on PBS. <laughs> Clifford? Is that PBS? I ain't fuck with Clifford, but yeah. It was PBS. I'm just trying to think a lot of stuff. Even if Barney was on wasn't PBS. on even if Barney wasn't on PBS, the the other shows you Sesame Street. Bernstein Bears. I don't know about the Bernstein Bears. I think that was on PBS. I only know knew the books. They had a TV show. But the point that I'm getting at is, I, I was like, yo, I forgot about a lot of those shows that kind of held it down on, on For Real For Real. Like, Magic School Bus, bro. And it's crazy because this dude Ms. right here, Frizzle. he didn't really, you can't even say her name like that because you didn't <laughs> watch the show. Ms. You didn't watch the show. So it don't hit like that Ms. for you. Miss Frizzle. Nah. Nah. You don't Ms. know Miss Frizzle. Frizzle. You don't know Miss Frizzle like we know Miss Frizzle. I know Miss Frizzle. You don't know Miss Frizzle like we know Miss Frizzle, man. Mean? Nah, man. It's my favorite redhead. Nah, man. <laughs> my, yeah, she was my second other than Wendy's. But if I'm if I'm not going with Wendy's, I'm going with Miss Frizzle off gate all day. But you can't even talk about Miss Frizz like that because you didn't watch the Magic School Bus like that. I did watch the Magic School Bus. No, you School didn't. Bus. 
I did. I told you I watched it on before. I mean, it was on like before we go to school and before we go. They were supposed to have a reboot. Before we go to school, then they have a reboot. They were supposed to have a reboot. I used to always it was just, it would just be on on the TV or we'd be eating breakfast. That would be on in the background sometimes. Uh, SpongeBob would be on before we go to school. But that, like me being a kid that didn't like a lot of cartoons, that one always got me because I'm a nerd. And like they always went into side inside of shit, and like you got to see the inner workings and stuff. So like that's what I love. Like that's what I, I'm. That's what I love. So my favorite episode was when they got they went inside this uh, dude's body. I remember that. That it shit was, was uh, lit. This, it was a student that got sick, wasn't it? I can't remember all that. I just remember they went in that motherfucker and they was in there. I feel like their student one of the, one of the classmates got sick, so they took a, a field trip inside their classmate and learned about the human body. Yeah, man. Um, but yo, no, and then they had Next Generation because my little cousins they was watching um, Between the Lions. What you know about Between the Lions? That's a little bit after us. I only know about that because I had little cousins. Yeah, it's not ringing. ringing yeah, I know, I know, I know. But to take it back to Mister Rogers' neighborhood, is it though, like a reading? Yeah, it's a reading. Like reading yeah, okay, right between the lines. Um, but Mister Rogers' neighborhood, man, he taught us like care and respect, love thy neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> he taught us that 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 race. It's, it's, it's not, um, it shouldn't be a, an issue. You know what I'm saying? He taught us a lot of stuff. He taught us sharing his caring. Hey, neighbor, would you like to be my neighbor? Come on, man. You got, I mean, he's one of those people that you can't be mad about. You can't hate. Hey, shout, neighbor. Sh- shout out to Mr. Rogers, man. Wouldn't you like to be my neighbor? I'll, I'll be your neighbor. <laughs> hey, neighbor. <laughs> that fucking train coming through the crib. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that, that's a nostalgic shit. And what's crazy yeah, is blue face, blue face. The only times I ever watched uh, yeah. PBS was when I was like at somebody's house that had like basic cable. Did you see a uh, blue face? Did Mister Rogers? Uh... What he did like a Mister Rogers? Is it uh, Like skit for uh, like his like new reality TV show. No, nah, he's like, month, copying like a month Mr. ago, Rogers? month or two ago. He's copying Mister Rogers. Yeah, and everybody on there was like, "Yeah, don't disrespect Mister Rogers <laughs> like that." <laughs> Nah, real talk hey, Mr. though. Mr. Rogers would not approve. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. So you don't really have much to say though because you didn't really watch PBS like that. So you don't Mr. have Mr. Rogers would be like, that is not neighborly. There's no shows that <laughs> held you down from PBS? Uh that held me down. Now, from now, PBS. now that you're starting to have now that I'm refreshing some of that this. That held me down from PBS. Yo, you remember that TV show called uh Ghostwriter? Yo, what in there It was on PBS? Yo, what's he was that hold on, hold on. Now I'm about to go back. Was it on PBS? Yo. Ghost Rider. Nah. I you don't remember Ghost Rider? Off the top of my head. What was that on? Who would it be by? Huh? Well, you said it was on PBS, but I mean, like, outside of that. No, like, was, was it on, on PBS? It? Was it like an animated show? No, it was it like wasn't. real people. It was on PBS. It was real people. Ghost Rider. Yo, yo shit. This one, yo, since I'm saying memory lane, people. Let me see. I'm going to need y'all to comment what y'all know about Ghost Rider. Next, let me pull it up on my phone. What y'all Ghost Rider? know about Ghost Rider? Like and, Ghost Rider. Yes. And it's crazy because this is one of those shows that's so old, I only remember it because of just the times. Like, I was so little, but uh, uh, but old enough to know what it was. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I barely remember the show, but remember it, if that makes sense. But Ghost Rider, man, classic. It was on from 92 to 95. Yeah, man. But they still played episodes. It's not ringing a bell, bruh. Yeah, man. They had some joints. What about uh, Carmen San Diego? I mean, I know about the game. I didn't watch the show though. She had a show. Yeah, man. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I didn't know she had a show though. Yeah, they had a TV show. This Ghost Rider shit looked lame. Didn't they have a TV show? I'm tripping. There was a TV show, wasn't there? 
I know there was a game. No, there was, but there's a TV show too, wasn't there? Or am I tripping? You know, now I'm a little fuzzy on this one. But I don't feel like I'm tripping though. Am I tripping? I could be tripping. I don't know. But you know, it's so many TV shows that I forgot about. But yeah, man. Aaron don't got nothing to say really on this shit, so. On PBS? Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, I I watched some of this stuff, but I watched it more in passing than I did, like, me being like... Oh, yeah, where in the world is Carmen... I'm turning the TV on and consciously going to PBS. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego, 1991 to 1996? Yeah, so, like, these shows are so, like, old, bro. I barely remember it, but I remember it. Like, what time of day did some of these shows... I remember a lot of them came on, I feel like, I mean, it's PBS. But I feel like a lot of them came on in the morning. Yeah, probably. And if that's the case, like I said, that you would have been on like in the background as we were getting ready to go to school. True. Go to the bus stop or something like that. True. Oh yeah, go ahead and throw that uh that intro on. Since we talking about PBS and Memory Lane, I don't know what y'all did when y'all was in school in elementary on a Friday, but we had a thing called Ice, ice cream, cream day. day. It wasn't every Friday. It was like once a month. I mean, that shit felt like it was every Friday. Am I tripping? For me, I think we did ours every Friday. Actually, no, you're right. It was like every Wednesday, I think, for us. Ours was every Friday. It was like, I mean, every class had them on different days. We had ice cream day every week, once a week. So we had the ice cream day, man. Every Friday, I guess his was different, you know. They pick a student to go help pick out the ice cream, you know what I mean? You feel special as a kid. You come back to the classroom, and and at the end of the day, everybody watch Reading Rainbow and eat their ice cream, bruh. Tell me that wasn't the shit. Basically. And which one was you getting? Was you getting the jungle, the jungle, what, what's it called? Jungle what? Uh, jungle juice. <laughs> or was you getting the, the crunch? I get the the, the crunch, the, the the cherry with the chocolate crunch. Man. I the name of that right, shit. So I know what you're talking about, but. That was the joint. Man, my ice cream days were kind of, ice cream selection for our class, uh, for me specifically, first grade up until third grade. Limited as fuck. I never got the jungle shit though, because I wasn't into that. All the kids because always had the show. We had a shorty in the class that was allergic to peanuts. Ah, so you couldn't have man. Couldn't have none of the good shit. So then what was it, Nutty Buddy? Out the game. <laughs> Could I, the first time I had a Nutty Buddy at school was in fourth grade. <laughs> Dang, man. And it used to always be one of my like one of the things that I used to do for our classroom we have to go to the class we have to go we used to have to go go to the office go get the ice cream for ice cream day right right be in there seeing nutty buddies in there I'm like damn can't, 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 can't even have one can't even grab them joints no so I used to always get the um, was it the jungle juice bar just the chocolate ice cream cup I'm not gonna lie though or that, the um, well I guess the nutty buddy once I was able to that jungle juice wrapper is nostalgic in my brain I remember that rapper like it was yesterday. I just remember it being, it was red, wasn't yep. it? Yep. The packaging is just, it never, like, yeah, man. Yeah. Some shit just don't leave, man. I remember once we got to middle school, they just started having the ice cream and stuff like that just in the in the fridge out for us to just grab for lunch whenever we wanted. Like, I was like, oh, this is kind of lit. It's not like this in elementary school. Well, which version of this intro did you want to run? Uh, the first one. The first one up here? Yeah. You know, simple shit. Yeah, so, going back down memory lane, this is uh, an intro for... The Reading Rainbow. Shout out to LeVar Bridges. Or was alone, LeVar Burton. Yeah, what the fuck you just say? <laughs> LeVar Bridges. Yo, it was this, it was this, bro, but the popsicle version. LeVar Burton, my V. I wonder what the juice tastes like. Check this out. That had juice? That's what I'm saying, because that was it. But it was, yeah, but it was the frozen. frozen. Had the draft on Yo, that juice probably hit. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. Come on, man. I can go anywhere. 
It's in a book, man. What is it? Didn't they say Patty LaBelle or somebody saying this? I think so, wasn't it? Hold on, look it up. It was somebody we know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just can't believe you don't remember this updated version of the intro. No. Tina. Tina Turner. No. Who? <laughs> I ain't even give a last name. <laughs> you said that so confidently. Hey, I just named you Nah, Tina Fabrique. Okay. That's funny. But no. But look, it says her version of the theme ran until 1999 when it was replaced by a newer version by Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan is who sang it. But it was no, but that was later on. So this one might be Shaka Khan's version. Yes, I think you're right. Is this on loop? They looping this shit? <laughs> no, it's a different one. They're just showing all the different variations. I think. I told you I thought there was more than one. Yeah, there was like a handful of them. I know there were two of them for two of them for sure. Yo, shouts out to the to the memories, man. Reading Rainbow. Ice Cream Day, PBS, you know, the whole shebang. Yes, indeed. Wishbone. I ain't never liked that show, but I watched it because it was nothing on sometimes. I mean, he didn't talk, did he? No, but it was like... I remember him like getting like teleported to like different places in time, right? Yeah. It was like he didn't talk, but he had narration. Right. Like It was like his, his thoughts was spoke out loud, right? Something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Some shit like that. I don't know. Moving along. Yeah, so I guess it's the last thing we wanted to talk about. I don't know if y'all saw the, have been seeing the recent interviews with uh, Shannon Sharp or not on Club Shay Shay, but he's been having a decent amount of people come through. He most recently had Cat Williams, obviously. That was a pretty notable one. He had Monique come through. Had a lot of people come through. Just say that. I think he might potentially have Mike Epps come through. <clears throat> Maybe. Just based on the shit that was going on with them. Um... But he had also had Desi Banks on recently. But he's also currently got a podcast with um, Chad Johnson and Gilbert Arenas. And like I said, this Desi Banks conversation was kind of interesting because, like, <laughs> obviously Desi's known for being, like, the super lighthearted, funny guy on, comedi- on uh, social media who just makes fun of, honestly, just modern culture, specifically black culture, some things that we we do. Nah, specifically southern. It's yeah, really, specifically southern black it's really culture. Southern though, because it's only because if you ain't from the south, a lot of stuff you ain't really. You're not gonna, gonna get. know. We understand. Um, but he was saying how before he made it big, he felt like a lot of not really a lot of people, but I guess his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend, kind of gave up on him, and that was kind of one of the questions I wanted to ask was like kind of like how long do you give yourself before you kind of reroute yourself off of the dream you've had that may not be spit it out (laughs) i feel like i'm struggling to articulate this point right now but um i guess the point is i'm trying to make is how long do you give yourself before you allow yourself to i guess walk away from that long-term dream that you've had um that's a good ass question man um or how long should you give yourself or how long should people in your corner give you before they stop supporting you in that dream Everybody is different. It's a slippery slope. It's a 50-50 type situation. 
it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type situation. Yeah, but let me um. Uh, well, before we continue, let me run this clip. Yeah, play the clip. I read where an ex put you out. Oh yeah. So tell that story. Yeah, um, that's when I was first, uh, you know, in my beginning stages, of, you know, really chasing my dream of comedy. Um, at the time, I felt like. Um, they also said he was cheating too. She didn't believe in my dream, my goals. I used to want her to support me so much. Um, well, that changes things. I, you know, right. I thought there was going to be a woman I was going to be with. You know what I'm saying? I did a lot of stuff with, with, with her. You know what I'm saying? Every dime that I got, where I was working, I, I gave it to her. The only thing I wanted to do was get me a, a haircut and, and pay my cell phone bill so I could, you know, Wait, shoot my... So somebody in the comments said that? Yeah, you know how they be talking shit. <laughs> Video. Right. Um, but I felt like at the time, the, the money... Uh, it wasn't coming fast enough. Right. You know, it, it wasn't there. So she went to you need you need to get a job. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, well, I can't do this no more. So you, you, you know you might have to you know go do something else. So that sent me to my grandma's house. You know, since so I was staying with my grandma for a little minute, and at that moment but that happened like late late at night. Where that was like yeah 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 like so she put you out like two three in the morning. Uh, yeah, I, and it's crazy. Like I, I cried like I I, I cried. I was crying already. Like, you know, you know when you chasing something, man, you trying to make this shit, trying to make this shit work. And man, I remember this shit like yesterday. <laughs> like, I don't try to talk to her. She like, boy, if you don't go to sleep. I'm like, <laughs> what? Yo, that's crazy. If you don't go to sleep, these and are my that, dreams. That made me cry even harder. So I just walked in, the, walked in the living room and I was just like, damn. Shit, like. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, like, hearing that, for me, is motivation. But for somebody else, it may be a different story. I, before I answer getting mine, I'm going to let you go because I got a lot to say on this. And it's like, I don't know. We'll let you. I miss a loaded conversation. It's a lot. Because, like, because I can unpack right now. Do you want I'm me to just unpack? Like, I mean, if you can, like, literally see somebody putting in the work, I feel like you should support them, especially if they, like, if you can see, no, I'm saying, if you can see them putting in the work. It's not about that. And. Okay, well, I'm gonna let you elaborate then. Since hey, my man, how am I gonna sit there? Yeah, no, that's facts though. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let, let me, let me talk, let me let you talk, let me let you talk. I don't know, man. I feel like if you see, if you see the person putting in the work, and it seems like there's something, it seems like there's something, it's something that they're passionate about doing, and something that could potentially make them some money. If it's not gonna hurt you to support them, you, but not that, you should support. But them. that's not, but that's not how the world works. You I know that's not how the world works. You can support somebody. But when you're living under somebody's roof and there's bills to be paid, that's a yeah, you gotta pay the bills. situation. I feel you on that. So what if the bills are getting paid? This what and I'm it, sound, it seemed like the bills were getting paid. This, this what I'ma say. <laughs> All right. And this is how I feel personally, man. So world, this is how I feel personally. But I wholeheartedly believe this. I believe that nothing is easy in this world. Especially when you really want it. I think everybody can agree with that. Even on the smallest scale of things, when you really want something, a lot of times it's hard. It's very rare when some shit just happened that was just too easy. Like, damn, like that happened too easy. Sometimes it works like that. So when it comes to the type of stuff that creative people do, and I'm only speaking on artists and creatives, it's literally a one in a million chance that you'll ever be successful in those type of things. It's you're you're like the odds are against you by a million, hell by a billion. Like you literally have to eat, sleep, and breathe 
what you really want to embody and where you want to go in order to get there when it comes to being an artist. It's literally one of the hardest things. It's damn near it's just as hard as being an entrepreneur because not only are you being an entrepreneur, but you have, you have to get off a creative vision. It's pretty much similar in a sense because when you're an entrepreneur, you got a vision, you want to start a business, people may not see it. It's one of the hardest things to do, and it's a one in a million chance that you ever become successful. That's why most people don't do it, and people that do, they fizzle out because it's hard. And when people ask me about, you know, uh, how do you do it, I always tell people, this shit is not hard. It's The hard part is having your ducks in a row and keeping your ducks in a row. That's the hardest part. Uh, consistency? Yes. Being a creative is not hard. Being in a situation where you can have the foundation to stay creative, that's the hard part. And with that comes life, responsibilities. So when it comes to that, you got to make a decision in life where you want to go. Because unless you were silver spoon and already had money, then you're going to have to work for it. And if you're going to have to work for it, you got to evaluate where you want to go in life. As someone who's a creative. So when you ask me, when do you think it's the right time to hang it up? Me personally, I don't believe in hanging it up because I'm not here to please anybody. I didn't ask to be born. I was, I'm, I'm here and I'm chasing my dreams. That's how I live though. Cause I have my own personal reasons and stories. So I'm speaking on my behalf. So okay. I'm saying based off my situation, I used to not want to even be alive. I found reasons to be alive. And some of those reasons had to do with chasing my dreams. So for me, it's, it's, it's do or die. Like, this is all I got, regardless of a woman. Now, if she helps me build a foundation, that's amazing. But this is when it gets tricky. Because you got to go out of your way to find that. You can't wait on a magical woman to appear and hope that she's going to be the one to help you build. That ain't how it works. So you still have to make real life decisions and where you want to go. So I'll That's say all that. That's why they tell you to focus on you and your craft. But it may take the you money and the women forever. It may take you forever to get there. And that's why I say when it comes to this, it's really, really tricky because it's a lonely game. So what I'm saying is as an artist or creative, I think that your main focus should be on focusing on you and your, and your career path and goals and dreams and aspirations. And that may mean being alone for a very, very long, long time. I'm not saying that is what that means. I'm saying that may mean because there's real life choices that you have to make, even down to the situation of raising a family. I've said this before. I'm so glad that I'm not a woman because women legit have a biological clock damn near. They literally, if you're a woman that wants to raise a family and you want to have kids, you have to put yourself in a position where you got to find the right man and you got to find a... Like, that's pressure for real. If not, you got to put yourself in a situation where you can 100% be self-sustainable and just have, like, frozen eggs and can just, you know... But that's but, but imagine having that type of pressure and you still got to focus on a career. So just me being a man and not having to worry about that responsibility... That's the reality of the situation. That's, but that's what I'm saying. Me being a man and being in my situation and just looking at it from that angle, it's like even raising a family... Is a as a job and a whole nother mindset. So I have to make that decision as a man. Okay, I haven't gotten where I want to go yet in my career path. I ain't even made no real money yet. I would love to date somebody. I don't have the situation I would like to have. And there's a lot of variables that you got to talk to yourself about. You know what I'm saying? These are real life conversations that you got to have with yourself as an adult. 
So when you, again, bring it back to that question, for me personally, I put my dreams and aspirations first over everything. And if you're not willing to ride with me, then I don't need you in my life. That's me personally. I believe like what you said, if that person really loves you, even if you're not there yet, if they really ride with you, they're going to ride with you and they're going to want to help you build however they can. But I also believe that you can't expect people to see your vision. You can't expect people to believe your vision wholeheartedly, even if they dive into it and then dive back and then get back out and they don't no longer believe it. You can't expect people to fully see it until it's there. So you can't expect people to ride the wave. You, no, it sounds general, good like in most people don't see Most people don't see the vision until you start like actually making some money off of it. And then they're it's, like, oh. Exactly. Oh, it sounds good in theory. I was always in your corner, Playboy. Like, how, nah, many, how, many time, how many times you heard stories of the rappers that that uh, <clears throat> parents was damn about to kick them out the house, and then as soon as they check that check come in, I guess you can keep the studio in the crib, right? Like <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, being an artist, man, is probably one of the hardest things because you basically have to be selfish and and and. Not expect, but hope that people love you enough to want to support you. Yeah, you know what and I'm saying, and show up for you because so like you're not performing in an empty because, room. Because let's be real, there's so many stories of people who became well known and successful because they had people who cared about them to the point to where they were willing to let them literally sleep on that couch and they didn't ask for money. And it's and, it's, and there's real people like that, but that's it's that's not a common thing, even down to you. Being like, yo, come to Portland, don't worry about rent. Like, of course, I pay rent eventually, but you wasn't worried about that. You was like, man, just come out here. We'll figure it out. That's the type of mindset that, that you know, you got to have a certain type of mindset to understand and respect that. And most people don't. A lot of people don't even have dreams, but aspirations don't have that. So to even find a woman who has that and is going to stick around and have the patience. You're lucky if you find it. Yeah, man. I mean, this is really and a loaded topic. It, you better hold on super tight. So I can't really tell somebody what's right or, or, or when is the right time because I think everybody has to answer that for themselves. I believe that. Like I, said, I look at it this way, not to cut you off, bro. I'm like, if there's like, if I can, if I can see if the person has some solid motion and they have a good foundation, and I can see the potential of what said thing could be if they keep applying themselves towards that thing. Then yeah, I'm just like I'm yeah, a, I'm but you're but you're but you're saying that but if it's like if it's but, like, but if it's like the homie is always like yo, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. I'm but you're that. saying but that not, never fucking do that shit. Like you're saying that not counting 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 the fact of the energy that they have to put in. You forget that most people who chase their dreams, they put little time into other people. And when you're in a relationship, yeah. you have to take time to devote to the relationship. And I think that even if you're somebody who supports your partner, no, if they're not giving you the time because you know that they're grinding, you may like, still feel some type of way. But it's like it's to the point where it's like, yo, like, I don't know. I think of even the conversation I was having with my older brother earlier today where it's like, yeah, like, for example, the homie, it's like you might have something going on on a Friday, but it's like, yo, like, I'm not going to that because, like, I'm about to work on this like creative project, and I'm like, yo, all right, word, like, who I respect it, like, you're not coming out because you about to work on some shit that again, though, like for example, if you're a rapper or something like that, yo, I'm, I gotta finish this, I gotta or a producer or something like that, yo, I gotta finish, I gotta finish some beats for this for this 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 rapper that I'm working I'm working on a project with, like, all right, cool, I, like, I, you're coming from, I I'm with you. But I'm also coming from the standpoint of somebody that like, but you're works not, but you're not thinking about creative shit. You're not thinking about the real life, like. 
you might have a baby mama and she put in most of the bills and she trust she supporting okay. you. Like right. you gotta think about you not think about real life. Most people ain't in the situation. We ain't got kids and responsibilities. Most people and we also not in a relationship. A lot of people they chase relationships while they're trying to chase their dreams. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But I think that's kind of like not prioritizing, in my opinion. Because, yes, you can find a woman to help you build. But at the end of the day, man, if you ain't got your shit together, you ain't got your shit together. So I feel like it, 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 the reality is not like that. When you're in a relationship with somebody and bills are being paid and, there, and there's not enough financially being reciprocated on your end compared to the other person, you can't expect them to really, especially when you're a grown-ass man, it do get to a point where it's like, even if she supports you, it's like, well, damn, like, I'm giving you time. I'm giving you time. But, like, again, you got to think about it. You don't know what he's giving to her in the relationship. Like, she, you know, she may not be getting satisfied, but she's showing all the support. But, shit, you're not, you not really there like that. You're not this. You're not that. There's a lot that come with these shits, a lot of variables. I'm not in this situation, but I'm just saying reality oh, okay. is not that realistic. The end of the day, you got somebody else involved, and that's why I say you got somebody else involved. I'm gonna say it again. Like I said, as long as it's not putting a real financial strain on either party. I'm gonna say it again. You got somebody else involved. So when it so comes I to this, as long as they ain't putting a financial strain on either party, that's where I'm like, you might as well rock. You gotta be selfish with this shit, man. When you chasing your dreams, you gotta be selfish. That's why I be telling people. But, but what if it's a situation where it's like the other person is not chasing, chasing or maybe they're putting their dream on the back burner to help support your dream? That's even worse. That's, that's <laughs> even worse. That's more of a reason why you bet. Well, see, that's when communication is is important because it. I think that would be cool if you had a person who was chasing their dreams because then y'all could both be in a relationship but both do separate things and y'all understand that we're both grinding and it works because we know that we can't see each other like that but we know that we can't see each other because you're trying to grind so we can be together. That's a dynamic I feel like can work <laughs> if you communicate. But people don't communicate. Maybe I'm tripping. No, not really. I mean, I've seen that shit happen. I don't know. I feel like that's how a lot of... Uh... I don't know. I feel like that's kind of dynamic with a lot of power couples. That's what I'm saying. So it's all about finding the right person that makes sense. But again, what I'm saying is that takes time and you got to go out and do that for yourself. And those are decisions that you got to make. So with me personally, I want to focus on chasing my dreams. And I don't think I can do that and juggle a relationship. As much as I would want to find somebody, I don't know how I could do it because, and I'm straight up, I'm honest. I know any next relationship I'm going to get into, even if I'm probably am like getting somewhere successful in my uh, career, I'm still going to be straight up with them. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. My career is my dreams. Everything is first. That comes first. And I don't know how to say it in a respectful way, but damn, you second. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> like, respectfully. You know what I mean? So, so um, you're not going to pull your best Jaheim and put that woman first? <laughs> yeah man it's hard y'all you gotta you gotta make your choice and and like i said uh because yeah, i also don't know how long they were together i'm i'm, I'm wearing i'm wearing a hat condom on a d because i don't want the kids do you know how long you know they were saying? together did they say at all it I don't, don't even matter they said i mean no that matters it do but it, that's, it, that shit big matters i'm just saying that i don't i don't i don't want to deal with no extra responsibilities because i know that it's going to be hard for me to get where i want to be so i don't want no hurdles no, that shit definitely matters how long they've been with you um because they could they could they could literally have been there long enough to see all the progress i'm never gonna stop so yeah 
I'm never going to stop chasing my dreams. It may take you 40 years to get where you want to be, but the moment you stop, you'll never get to be get there. I don't believe in stopping. Do you really believe in that? Do you believe in hanging it up? No. I believe in to I believe in it in a certain extent, depending on what it is. But luckily for me, fortunately for me, I'm multifaceted in what I do creatively and I have multiple hats. So if I ever decide to put one hat down, I have five to six other hats I can pick up. So I can't really speak for anybody else. That's all I got. I don't know. I just thought I'd get, try and get your point of view, get my point of view on that. I, I, I like bit. that. That was a good one. I don't know. Like I said, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like everybody, everybody, everybody's time table isn't the same, right? So like what takes some people a year to achieve may take somebody else five years to achieve. Everybody moves at their own pace. Exactly. Including your partner. So you can't expect them to. That too. You can't expect them to, to, to see everything and be with what you got going on. Yeah, man. I, I'm just, I, I wish everybody the best of luck. And I hope everybody is able to find where they want to go. Because that's a lot to deal with. I just am so glad that I'm not in a relationship and that I don't got kids. Actually, being in a relationship might not necessarily be a bad thing, but. I'm glad I don't got kids. I got to keep reiterating that. That shit is... The older I get, the more I realize I I don't... I don't want them things. Me either. Not right now, anyway, shit. Hell nah. I'm good. Yeah, man. Pull my... Pull, 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 pull a Seth Rogen. They the future, though. Y'all the future, for sure. <laughs> Y'all the future, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, this is the fun... This is the fun part of the podcast, where we where we hop to the music videos... So the first music video of the night is going to be by Neon Tay, Earl Sweatshirt, and Mike. And it's called Real Hip Hop. And uh, this track's kind of dope because um, Earl Sweatshirt's kind of spitting on it in a different light than he would normally be spitting on a track. But it's still Earl. It's still Earl-esque. Facts. I don't know where Neonte is from, but I feel like he's probably from Florida. Why you say that? He just seemed like a Florida. I don't know, so random person. Florida Why should not be from Florida though? He's one with the dress. But it is always Florida motherfuckers with them type of dress. But I don't think he is though. I'm, look him up. I think I might have missed uh, missed the artist on the track. Yeah, Earl sweatshirt, Neonte. Uh, who is this next person? El Custier? Oh, I gotta wait for this, for the name of this. El Custio. Yeah, El Custio. El Custio. That's El Custio. I would like to see Earl on more features with people that are not just like this typical pocket. Because he usually just uh, wraps around the same group, same camp. 
the in That was my part. I was in the car and you brought a what in the whip? You brought the what in the whip? What he brought in the whip? The what? That's right. Tapping, <laughs> got to. Oh, they're got foot to. Got to. Nah, that was some heat. At first, when I first time I heard that song, I was like, "Yo, I was like, hold on, what is this beat is going crazy?" Nah, yeah, what's going? I was like, I need to download this song immediately. It's in the Serato now. I got it now. All right, so the next track, we're gonna slide over to the ladies out there. Uh, you actually found this track earlier. Woman named Amindi, and the name of the song is Lady. Not sure where she's from, but song was kind of fire. Something different, something refreshing, man. And visuals was nice. I hope we got your name right, Amindi. Uh, shout out to Amindi. We fucking with you. Shout out to all the ladies out there rocking the shortcuts. That too. But that one angle, I was like, yo, is that Khalees on stage? <laughs> That's funny. No, it's, it's crazy though, because you're right. We didn't listen to it with the headphones, so like, 
listen with the headphones and you can you hear the bass and everything. Yeah, Mindy. I'm glad we discovered you. Yeah, no, your shit's fire. This is a good first song to find you on. Thanks. I'd go to a show. Yeah, let us know when you come into Portland, man. I know you probably got a show in Portland soon. It's gotta be. Let us know. Yeah, not facts. That Mark Jacobs uh, church fire. together. Oh, she got a song with Jordan Ward. Ah, uh, yeah, that's dope. That was a Mindy lady. Cannot remember who was featuring, but all that will be on the screen somewhere for y'all. All right, uh, the next song. Oh yeah, I feel like we're going over across the pond for this one. Slick. Uh, I don't. Please don't, 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 don't crucify us for not knowing how to pronounce your name, man. How do you know we're going across the pond? I said I feel like we are just based on what we heard earlier. So I feel like we heard it. It's like some UK accent from them. For real? I don't yeah. think so. The name of the song, well, the name of the artist Am is... Am I tripping? You might be tripping. The name of the artist is Artin, and the name of the song is called Step. Maybe I'm tripping. You definitely tripping. We've been following a lot of music lately, so I'm kind of lost in the sauce. Okay. Niggas claiming that they done shit. Niggas claiming that they bout this. You think you're wild, I'm the wildest. I'm at the show, it's packed out. Did I She's too childish. Got black, got white like the cars, bitch. They love my sound and voice and the way I... Step, step, step. Okay. Step, step. Step. What city is this? Gotta be UK. Gotta be London. Somewhere in London. The area looks fire. At the end, that little looks like a vibe. Beast fire. Yeah, and every song that's featured in this uh, music video portion will be also in the uh, jam search. So check that out. Hey, that's a good find. Mm-hmm. The way I spit, I got that money kind of flow. White tea, white crepes, white crepe, look like snow. It's W-A-G, it's in me. Make all the yeah. pretty women scream OMG. It's the mm-hmm. money on the phone, that's the OMP. He got no money on the phone, cause he's low on P. Uh. Low it. Niggas claiming that they done shit. Niggas claiming that they bout this. You think you're wild, I'm the wildest. I'm at the show, it's packed crowded. I ain't messing with her flow, she's too childish. Got black, got white, like the cars, bitch. They love my sound and voice and the way I. 
Hey. This shit right now, too? Yeah, it's a vibe. Okay. This shit right. a vibe. Step. Step, step, step. Hey. Hey. Okay. Okay, who this? Uh, Artin? Artin. Hey, Artin. yo. Artin. Artin. Hey. Yo. Ah. Okay, <laughs> Artin. Hope we said your name right, bro. Yeah. Artin. Correct Artin? us if we wrong, man. Artin. Artin. Look, correct Ayrton? us if we wrong, man. Hey, it's spelled A-Y-R-T-N. And he said step. Step. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, was that was a vibe. vibe. That was a vibe, for sure. <laughs> Let's fuck with that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now we about to hop into the jam set. All right, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share it with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV. All music from the jam session is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Earn One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back. <laughs>